I'd like to welcome you all here this morning for this Sunday service. It's a joy to be with you all, those of you who are here and those of you who are viewing online. I am Naya Swami Maria, and this is Naya Swami Mantradevi. I will begin by reading the Rays of the One Light, and these are commentaries on the Bible and the Gita by Swami Kriyananda. This week's reading is week 47, and it's entitled Reincarnation, the Spiral Staircase. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the book of Revelation, chapter 3, Jesus Christ tells us, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. There is a difference between church dogmas, which are based on reasoned deductions from scriptural statements, and the pronouncements of wisdom, which are based on the inner realization of scriptural truths. Reason, like a train, can only follow already existing tracks of human experience. Human memory, being short, is seldom able to cross back over the threshold of a person's present existence. Biblical references to previous lifetimes on earth are overlooked in the deductive process, and we find them therefore excluded from the body of official dogma. Nevertheless, such references exist. The Bible itself presents them, as does Jesus in this passage, not as abstract teaching, but as direct personal perception of truth. In the same way, Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita silences Arjuna's reasonable doubts on the subject not to be not by reasoned argument, but by the frank statement contained in the fourth chapter of that great scripture. Arjuna, you and I have passed through many births. I know all of them, though you O chastiser of foes, recall them not. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you didn't eat too much, that your likes overcame all. <laughs> I'm going to read from Whispers from Eternity. Many doors open before me. Many doors open before me at the dawn of thy coming, O Lord. The very earth shone with life 
when thou camest. The very ground on which I stood thrilled me because of thee. Everywhere dumb matter spoke to me, spirit resurrected by thy touch. All living things swayed in thy incense breeze of thy approach, hinting at thy perfume of bliss. The sanctuary of omnipresence was long hidden by the darkness of my indifference. Now, on the revealed courtyard of thy temple, I find thy fountain of joy gaily bubbling with uplifted palm cups of craving. I catch and drink from the vital waters of thy solace. Lord, I know now that I shall thirst nevermore. So this morning we're going to be talking about reincarnation. And the lesson of reincarnation is to help still the waves of likes and dislikes. That's why I mentioned that about your dinner. The waves of likes and dislikes of your desires and attachments. To still those that you may come to that still place to find God. To be on the same vibration as God is. Now, it doesn't matter if you believe in reincarnation or not, because the principles for learning to be happy and the principles for um, overcoming the cycles of lifetimes of rebirths are the same. So if you can learn and perfect all those in one lifetime, then you're way ahead of the game. Paramahansa Yogananda said that it took takes about 350 to 500 lifetimes to finally get it, to finally understand what is happening, to practice and to overcome all of that that keeps you from being that stillness. And so we keep practicing on it and we keep trying and we keep working on it lifetime after lifetime. I have to share a fun little thing with you. Maybe sometimes you've heard how um, parents of new children, the little children when they're learning to speak, they often babble, right? In some language that seems (laughs) indecipherable. And sometimes parents have followed up on that and taken a different word, different words that they say, and found that the child was speaking maybe French or German or Russian or something like that. One set of parents found that their child was speaking an ancient Tibetan language. Well, my grandson is two years old, and he doesn't speak English. He, he, has, he understands everything that you tell him and say, but he, has, um, he babbles away in this language. And he'll he'll talk to me, and he's obviously thinking that I understand what he's saying. And so one time he was talking to me, and he was talking in this language, whatever it was. And then um, at the end, uh, I didn't really know what to say. So I just said to him, I said, yes. And he looked at me, and he said, oh. I was wondering, well, what did I say yes to? <laughs> and then another time I was talking to him, he was in his car seat, and I was outside the car, and, and he asked me a question. 
And I didn't answer right away. And he he asked it again in exactly the same. And so this time I said, well, I don't know. And again, he said, oh. (laughs) So I'm going to have to tell him. (laughs) I don't understand this language. He's going to have to learn English. (laughs) But what... What, um, how do we learn things? What is the main way that we learn? It's through repetition, right? Repetition, repetition, and through patterns. And so we'll learn if you're learning the scales and to play on, the, on a musical instrument. It's repetition, repetition. And if you're, um, you bring these patterns to your life and you develop these patterns... And so we do this over lifetimes. Swami Kriyananda describes uh, reincarnation. He said, it's not really anything any different when we die or we're reborn. It's like this long continuum. Okay, so we drop our body, we get a new one. We drop our body, we get a new one. But we're the same person. We're the same person through eons of lifetimes. And so um, we bring different patterns with us. Like Sri Yogananda said that um, Napoleon and Churchill, Winston Churchill, were the same soul. And then you look at their lives, and Napoleon, he was exiled from power, and then he was, got his power back. Winston Churchill was voted out of, of legislation, then he was reinstated. And um, Napoleon wanted to conquer England, and Churchill became Prime Minister of England. And um, although Napoleon wanted to destroy England, and so Churchill had to watch the demise of England. And Churchill really had a lot of uh, respect and interest in Napoleon's war tactics. So you see, this happens very often. Um, Swami Kriyananda, who we know incarnated with, Sri Yogananda, many times. Once as Henry I, king. Once as King Alfonso X. Then as Swami Kriyananda. And many more times too, of course. But it's like each time he brought to this world the upliftment of society through many ways. Through books, through songs, through writing, through judicial procedures. And... Um, help to uplift this world over and over again. One time somebody said to him, oh, we've probably been making communities for, for a long time back with the Essenes. And, and he jokingly said, he said, oh, the thought makes me tired. <laughs> How many times has he done it? Over and over again. And we've come back helping. So it's like these patterns that help us learn. I had a very interesting um, learning process with uh, karma and learning about karma. I, a friend had, had his actions toward me had hurt me very deeply. And I was um, working with myself, with uh, working with this person's, the way that they had acted towards me. And so I was trying to take Gyanamata's advice, change no circumstance, change me. And, but this pain I kept going on, and I, I understood about it. I introverted and introspected about it. 
I looked at everything. I forgave. I I looked at my actions and everything. And and so I really there was no reason I still needed to be feeling badly about this. And but it continued, and this this pain would keep pricking me. I would get over it, and then I would get pricked again by the pain. Now I recognized that this situation that had happened to me was direct correlation because it was exactly like a situation that happened to me when I was in my late teens, right at the end of my teen years, only flipped. The roles were opposite, right? And I looked back at this situation and I looked at, okay, this, um, the way I had acted, the way this person had acted, the way I rationalized, I, I tried to understand, I forgave, I, you know, did all the things. I forgave myself and I, you know, everything in this situation. And so I had done everything I could and, and I could see, I could see it was a direct correlation because it happened, this, there were too many of the same things. It was the same pattern. That's what it was, the same pattern. And, um, so then one day, um, all of a sudden, something changed. And that situation, the first one that I saw when um, I was in my late teens, suddenly I saw the situation entirely from the other person's point of view. I felt that person's pain. I felt it like it was my own. It was, it was deeply, deeply um, painful and... I immediately felt such a compassion and a deep, deep, um, not regretfulness, but that I was very sorry. Regretfulness too, but, but the deep feeling was that I was very, very sorry. So inwardly, I asked this person for forgiveness and said, I am so sorry, I'm so sorry, and felt the pain, right? So... Um, that was a wonderful experience. And guess what happened? The pain of the later situation dissipated. Totally dissipated. It didn't bother me anymore. It was done. The karma was done. And how blessed I was that that happened in the same lifetime. Right? Because so often what happens is you have a... um, situation, something happens to you, and you can't get hold of it. It's like, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? And it's a direct correlation from a past life, something you did in the past. But God has made us forget these past lives, by and large. And so it's like you don't always put two and two together. That's, Master said, that's why it takes so long for us to understand because we can't put it together. So what, what I learned so much from this situation, I learned, one, that what you feel for someone else, what you do to someone else, directly affects yourself. As soon as I felt that pain of that person, then it dis- my pain dissipated. When I acted... And no, no matter what reasons, you know, through ignorance, through, through whatever, through just plain not tuning into another person, whatever reason, I was doing that to myself in the future. I was setting it up, right? 
So then it makes, made me realize how every single thing that I'm doing, I'm setting up for the future. And what is the most important thing that you're setting up for the future? You know, think about that. Think of all the, the, the ways that you have acted and the ways that you want to act. There was a woman, her name was Gloria Polo, and um, she was a dentist, and she was, to say the least, not a very compassionate woman. She wasn't very nice. She um, had no time for her family, <clears throat> and um, she, she uh, didn't believe in God, didn't want anything to do with God. And um, she was walking along one day, and a storm blew up. She was with her nephew, and they got hit by lightning. And her, hus- her nephew was killed, and she was burnt to a crisp, just about. I mean, it took many surgeries to put her back together. And she said she had a death experience. And she went to this place that was not very nice. It was correlatory to her vibration, right? And it got darker and darker and darker, and she felt so ashamed. She realized the ways that she had behaved. And um, she, she looked down, there was a door at the bottom, and she's sinking lower into this, this horrible, murky place. And uh, she looked up and she met the eyes of her mother. And her mother couldn't come down to where she was. And she said, Mother, I'll never see you again. And then her mother didn't say anything, she just pointed up. And so this woman looked up and she prayed and she said, Jesus, come and help me. And he immediately appeared and he started drawing her up. And then she had a a life review. And um, he said, the beginning of the death of your spiritual life, no, the, the beginning of your spiritual death started when you lost compassion and feeling for your fellow man, when you didn't tune into <coughs> others. He said you would read something in the newspaper and you'd say, oh, that's so bad, that's too bad, but you didn't feel the compassion. And, and she, she then, um, he said, you have another chance. Go back on earth and relive your life. And he said, no, it's not because of your family's prayers and your loved ones. It's because of all these other prayers that happened that is, is giving this to you. And he showed her all these little lights, you know, all these, these people praying. And there was one light that was stronger than the others. And, um, and Jesus said, now that's a man that lives in the Sierra Nevada de Santa Maria, in Colombia, and he was going into town to buy some sugar cane, and they wrapped it in newspaper, and it was the day before his newspaper, and he read that, and um, he just fell down in prayer. He said, oh God, please save my sister, save my sister, and he prayed so deeply. He said, I will go on pilgrimage to um, some place in Colombia, and if you will um, save her. And he said, that's compassion for your fellow man. You know, he didn't know you. He didn't even know you. And he had such compassion. So it's, it's, um, that's one of the things we are learning as we go from life to life, right? I'd like to tell you the 
uh, end of the Mahabharata, the story, and how it ends. The Mahabharata is, is the great epic in India. If you haven't read it, I would urge you to. It's, it's thrilling because it talks about our soul. And in the end, Yudhisthira, this is about Yudhisthira going to heaven and the rules of heaven. And so Kurukshetra had long over, and for 36 years, the Pandavas had ruled in Hastinapur, and they um, had developed a righteous kingdom. Now the elders had died, and Krishna had just died, and they decided, okay, it's time for us to go on our uh, um, trek for liberation. And so they left the city, and it was the beginning of Kali Yuga. So their time was over. It was time to go. And so they left the city, and they, they started walking. And they were walking and walking, getting toward the great mountain, Meru. And when suddenly <coughs> Draupadi fell down dead, Draupadi was the wife of them. And um, Bhima, it was, I mean, it was disastrous. And Bhima, he, he tried to compose himself and he said, Lord, why the sinless, the faultless Draupadi? Why has she been struck down? And um, Yudhisthira said, well, she, she was the husband of all of us, but she had a little bit of fondness for Arjuna. And that is the only sin, that is the only fault I can see in her. And that's why she, should, she could come as far as she could with us. For you see, as they're, they're mounting and getting higher, they're going up higher and higher in vibration, right? And so then the next to fall was Nakula, was Sahadev. And Bhima says, why? Why does Sahadev have to fall? And <coughs> Yudhisthira says, Sahadev had a little bit of pride about his wisdom. And that's why he had to fall. And the next to fall was Nakula. Now, why Nakula? He said he was vain about his appearance. <laughs> and the next to fall was Arjuna. He said, why? The great Arjuna. Why? why? And he said, Bhima. He said, Arjuna was faultless. But he vowed that he could kill all his enemies, all the enemies by himself. And so he insulted the other great heroes. And that's why Arjuna had to fall. And the next to, next to fall is Bhima. And Bhima called out, Lord, Lord, what have I done? And, and Yudhisthira says, Oh, Bhima, you are so dear to my heart. He said, But the only fault I can find in you is that you bragged about your strength. And you were a good eater, too. <laughs> So that's why Bhima had to fall. So Yudhisthira kept going. And from the heavens came Indra. And he said, Yudhisthira, get in my chariot. I'm going to take you to heaven. And um, Yudhisthira, he said, I'm giving you the greatest honor to come to heaven in your mortal body. And he said, Lord... My brothers came with me, and they have been my, my beautiful Draupadi. They have come with me, and they left their mortal body, bodies, and I don't know where they've gone. And I want to go where they are. I want to go where my brothers are. He said, that is all I want to do. 
And Indra said, oh, you just, they're there in heaven. They're in heaven. And so um, Yudhisthira said, all right, I will come with you. So he got in the chariot and they went to the great city, Aramavati, in heaven. And he saw there all the kings. And Indra said, here are all the kings from time past who have done great deeds. And they have um, perfumed the pages of history with all they've done. And you are the greatest king of all. And Yudhisthira is looking around and he said, I don't see my brothers. I don't see my queen. I want to go where my brothers and my queen are. Where are they? Where are they? And he couldn't find them. And then suddenly his eyes lit on Jerodana. And Jerodana was his biggest enemy. And he said, why is he here? And my brothers who are faultless, why are they not here? And where are my brothers? I will not stay in heaven with him. It's that he has killed so many people, he has killed kings, he has done so many sins and awful deeds. And so Narda, he came up to, to um, Yudhisthira and he said, Yudhisthira, you do not understand the rules of heaven. And Yudhisthira said, no, I don't understand the rules of heaven. I will not stay with him. And he said, but Durodna was the... Um, he was true to who he was, and he was a kshatriya, and he fought very, very bravely. He was never afraid, and so he gained the absolvement of his sins for all that he did. Yes, he did bad things, but because he died fighting bravely, because he died fighting bravely, remember that, he gained that good karma. And so Yudhisthira said, well, I don't want to be here. My brothers aren't here. Take me to them. And so Dindra says, here, my attendants will take you. And took him down, down this road. And they got darker and darker and darker and started looking like Kurukshetra and, and, and horrible. It was getting worse. The air was poisonous. And he said, where are my brothers? Where's Draupadi? And he said... Uh, and the attendant said, if you can't go any further, you can retrace your steps. And he couldn't go any further. It, the, it was too noxious. And he was going to go back and he heard calls. My brothers. He could hear his brothers calling to him. And they said, you desire stay there. Even your presence helps. Your presence help us. And you desire said to the attendants, he said, you go back and tell your master that Yudhisthira has found his heaven. And he was resolved to stay there. And so an hour passed. And then Indra and all the gods from heaven came. And as they approached, the darkness lifted and it got beautiful and it smelled beautiful again. And, he, and they came and they said, Indra said, Yudhisthira... You have earned your place in heaven. Your love and your compassion for your brothers is flawless. They, and you told them, because of their one sin, that um, what their sins were, that one sin that each of them had. And he said, I would tell you the rules of heaven. The rules are that if you have sinned more than you have had good actions, then you go to heaven first. And in heaven, when your time expires, you go to hell. 
Now, if you have good actions, more, much more than bad actions, then you have to experience hell. Because, because we go where that, our vibration is the same. And he said, and you told each of your brothers the reason they were there. So they had to spend a few hours there. He said, you have only one sin, you told a lie. He actually told a half lie. Because when um, Drona died, he said, Drona and Ashwatthama is dead. And Ashwatthama was Drona's son. And then Drona just let go, um, had no um, will to live. And it was actually Ashwatthama, the elephant, that died. So he told that little lie. He said, so you had to spend an hour. But your love for your brothers, and then Dharma appeared, and Dharma, his father, and said, you have passed all the tests. You have shown that you are like me, Dharma. And he went to heaven. He took them, took took you to see her to the Ganga where he let go of his earthly body and all his earthly feelings and emotions. And they went to heaven and Indra had said, where you were was just an illusion. And in heaven, there was Krishna, there was Arjuna, there were his, his brothers, Draupadi shining like a beautiful light. So then that's how it ends is that they're all there at the end of Dwapar, at the end of Dwapar Yuga descending. And they're all in heaven together. So it was his compassion. It was his love for his brothers. It was that he was willing to give up all that he was given to be in heaven, to have happiness forever. But he went back for his brothers. And that's like master. That's like the avatars. They, they have this heaven. They have this beautiful place to live and to be and in the bliss of that vibration and yet they come back for us over and over again I just want to read a, um, this quote of Master the treasure of friendship is your richest possession because it goes with you beyond, beyond this life all the true friends you have made you will meet again in the home of the Father for real love is never lost on the other hand, hate is never lost either. Whatever you hate, you also attract to yourself again and again until you overcome that intense dislike. To develop pure and unconditional love between husband and wife, parent and child, friend and friend, self and all is the lesson we have come on earth to learn. And so now just Please close your eyes for a moment. For what opens our heart most instantaneously is when we feel grateful. And since this is Thanksgiving weekend, it's a good time to really focus on that gratitude. Now just open your heart and send waves of gratitude up to the Lord. And now smile. Everyone smile. Can you feel badly? Can you feel any darkness? When you feel gratitude and when you're smiling? No. The two can't live together in the same place. And so keep that feeling of gratitude in your heart. And thank God for all the blessings, all the friendships, all the love that we have between us and God.
Om peace. Amen.